following is a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show with your hosts, Ben Hebert and Bo Levi Mitchell. Welcome back to the 12th episode of the Benny and Bo Show, man. We might be a little bit rusty. Uh, it's been three weeks since we've had a uh, episode here. Uh, we are brought to you by our amazing partners at DraftKings, and we do have Lee Westwood coming on. Um, but you know what? We're going to get this thing going. Lee Westwood coming on. I'm kind of pumped. That's like my dad's favorite golfer. My coach, my curling coach is from uh, Scotland. When I told him we had Lee Westwood, he sent me like 15 questions he's, about golf over there, and it was pretty good. We'll get into it in Donation Station, but he's been one of my more favorite golfers this year because he's definitely been helping the uh, the pocketbook. I am jacked, but yeah, we've been super busy. We uh, we missed last week's show, but that's okay. We're going to actually do back-to-back shows this week. We're going today, and then we're going next week as well. That's right. Because uh, of our curling and football schedules. Which but, will be uh, our last episode of the season, so make sure you're tuned in. Season one will be over, but uh, we got big things planned for season two. We'll see what shakes out there, but we've been super busy, both. Since our last show, you've had uh, three games, two big dubs, one loss. Been there. Talk to me about uh, where the vibe's at with you, the team. How's the mindset? You guys are right in the hunt for the playoffs here. And uh, what's next for the boys? Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. Like We, we always talk after the games, kind of text each other. And I think uh, you come off three straight wins, you two, two big wins over SAS, going to BC in their place, take another win, and a, a, a really good team effort win there right offense defense special team so the vibe is just hot right everybody's feeling good in the locker room and and the thing I hate is all of a sudden you go from you know you're, you're two and five you go from everybody saying like oh this team's out like they're not even gonna make playoffs you know and then now you you went three in a row and you're five and five everybody's like oh man they're the second best team in the league their power <laughs> rankings are here Bo's back you know blah 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 and it's just like you know, I always hate reading those press clippings. I hate people pumping our tires because I think you work harder when you're losing. Yes, winning winning can mask issues sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and it also, uh, when, you, when you win, it's like there's also that superstition of like, okay, let's not do anything to mess up what we're doing. Compared to like when you're losing, you look at everything you're doing wrong and say, like, okay, let's fix that. And then even the things we're doing good, let's make sure we're even better at them, right? Um, so I think, yeah, some of those things happened here in that, that last game against Sask at home. And, uh, a lot of that fell on my shoulders, you know, three picks obviously isn't going to win a lot of football games. Uh, for us, we talk a lot about special teams, uh, penalties and the turnover battle. And, uh, I thought we won special teams. I thought we won the penalty battle. Uh, we obviously didn't win the turnover battle because of myself, um, you know, just had some issues there. You can't be turning the ball over too much, but to keep in a, a positive mood, I think, like you said, like sometimes when you get super hyped up because you're winning and all of a sudden one loss, it kind of feels like the air comes out of the building right away. Right. Um, but as soon as you you go back, you watch the film, it's never as good as you think it's going to be. It's never, it's never as bad, bad as you, you think, think it's, it's going to be. be. Oh, yeah. I hear right. That. So you, you see that you watch the film. You're like, man, really, there, there's two or three mistakes there that, you know, end up losing us that game. But we're right in the thick of it. Um, you know, right in the hunt for second place. And uh, and uh, Winnipeg just clinched first. So there's no obviously, you know, any luck happening there to make that happen. But uh, we're right where we want to be. Uh, we just got to make sure we get a ticket to the dance. Well, you, we talked Well, we talked about it, though, a few weeks ago when you guys were two and five. Yeah, and it was like. It was a funeral in here. Even even in the podcast room, like a little little funeralish in here. Like it, it wasn't deadly <laughs> to talk, I mean, I, but vibe was yeah. vibe wasn't good. But you even were saying, "Man, we got to run the table to, to maybe have a chance to make the playoffs." And I said, "Well, you know what? Some teams could come back. You never know." And all of a sudden, you're only one game under under 500, and you're one game from even having a home game in Calgary. So you're still. The vibe still has to be juicy, even though he just lost one game. Like, who do you got this week? Yeah, because we 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 got to the point where we're starting to be able to control our own destiny a little bit. You know, losing that last one to Sask, that was uh, maybe takes away from that a little bit because now they have a game and a half basically in hand on us. 
Uh, so we've got Ottawa coming up this week, Friday. Then we got bye week. Then we go into BC. So we have two games we're, we're ready for. You know what I mean? Uh, Ottawa's going to be tough because you know they do a lot of different things that on defense that uh, that other teams don't do. So that's going to be offensively a challenge for us. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm it. thinking back to earlier too when we were chatting about you were saying how you know we're not trying to peak at the start of the season. Like you lost the two. You you said I on a second or third show I lost the two nine and nine teams in the Grey Cup. Yeah. You talk about teams peaking at the playoffs and obviously a little bit of a shorter season this year. The shorter season maybe doesn't help you guys. It seems like you guys are going in the right direction on a good trajectory. Maybe a little, few more games might be juiced up. But I got yeah. a good feeling that uh, you know you're making the playoffs at a flat record. You guys are going to be hot come yeah, playoff man. time. Yeah, you stand on the shoulders of those that come before you, right? So for me, Winnipeg's having the conversation of, hey, look what happened to, you know, they're probably using us as an example. Look what happened to Calgary when they were the top team in the league for the entire season, right? Totally. They, they lost the two 500 teams, and then we're using the exact same games but we're talking about toronto and ottawa coming in and beating us so uh yeah i mean but hey you've been out there too you've been uh you had two you had two smaller tournaments you, you took the dubs there yeah uh, then you had the grand slam just now you've got the olympic trials coming up you've got a tournament coming up this weekend here in chestermere How, how's the vibe of the team going there yeah pretty good i think uh, you know i would say uh, we haven't played our best yet which is probably by design i hope i hope that's by design <laughs> i mean uh these are interesting seasons for olympians when uh, the big show is the Olympic Games. And for us, you want to prep for the Olympics, but you really got to peak for the Olympic trials or else you don't even get to go to the Olympics, right? Um, so Olympic trials are in three and a half weeks. I would say we're playing average, but we're certainly uh, going in the right way. To get those wins early, it was just nice to, uh, you know, it's good for the confidence, but, you know, took one on the chin last weekend in the quarterfinals, maybe not playing our best. But I would say when I talk about masking issues with winning, we were winning ugly ish it wasn't like we were drumming teams yeah. and shooting 95 across the board so we certainly got some consistency uh, issues to work out our our high-end game is excellent like the stuff that oh, my yeah. teammates can do is just gross they're just uh, they're all amazing at their positions they have all the shots we got all the weapons but sometimes we struggle to find that that key 90 percent game across the board and we're playing against some really good teams well yeah when i was watching i mean i was watching all the games that i could and the ones that got broadcasted there you need all four guys to play their best and have those best shots the same game. You, can't, you know what I dude, mean? Like, as soon as one guy doesn't have it, like that's what at, that's what hey, I do love about hey, your sport. You're sounding like a little hey, bit of a curling guru you here. Know, hey, you're I'm, right, though. Yeah, it is, it is, it's awesome to watch. It's like as soon as one guy has a bad shot, it can mess up that entire end. You, right? can't, so have, you can't have a squeaky wheel, especially at our level anymore. There's just all four guys or two. As soon as you miss one shot, if it's my shot, if it's, you're like, whoa. How do we get out of this mess? Or how they, and they take advantage. They make the next one. You're in a little bit of heat. So, you know, I think uh, just all getting on the same page at the right time for the big game. And we want that eye of the tiger. Like I saw something Tom Brady did a while ago when he talked about getting on the same page of consistency with his team. He just says, everybody works hard. We work hard. The Patriots work hard. The Bucks work hard. The Steelers work hard. But we all need to be on the same page. And he said something like, when I can look my teammate in the eye and know that he wants the same thing that I want, all the time. That's when you get that consistency. That's when you roll. And I think I'm hoping we find that at the Olympic trials because that's the big one. But next week, I'm, I'm excited for next week too. Yeah, I am too. We, we've never got to have a, a big, huge curling event in my home, our hometown. Me in and Bo, Chestermere, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Bo live in Chestermere, Alberta, and we're bringing a Grand Slam of curling here. So it's going to be broadcast all over Sportsnet. Top 15 men, top 15 women in the world will be here. So it's a great curling. A bunch of our sponsors are coming. They're getting some sweets. So I'm yeah. jacked to play good. I'm taking Bo out for his first curling experience next week as well. I am going to get well. on the ice. I might even get in the broadcast booth and, uh, and, and announce a game here. I was in uh, Toronto last week, and they did like a 
little pre-event show with me and Cooey. We went on there, and first question they asked me was, would I do better playing a series in the CFL quarterback, or would you do better uh, in a game in curling? And I said, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity, but I would love it. Well, here's what I would say. If I had to do, if I had to do Cooey's job, it's a lot different, right? Like, yeah, first, my of, job's all, a I, first of all, well, I mean, throwing the first stone, maybe a little easier. You can make up for it, but I couldn't brush I couldn't brush all day like you do. No, I, don't, not, I don't got the pipe, not, I don't not, got the pipes for it. You're not strong enough for but, that. But uh, if I had to do that, but man, I will say, um, I hit up, I hit up my guy. He's asking us about Ottawa. As soon as we're done, we could fly out because we got bye week. He's like, hey, are you flying out to go anywhere? Or are you coming back to Calgary? I was like, yeah, you know, the Astros just made the World Series. I might fly out to Atlanta and go watch one of the games in Atlanta. Oh. And he hits me with, uh, well, you know, right now with our mandates, our CFL mandates, the government mandate on us, you can't attend a sporting event even if vaccinated. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, I did not think about that. Um, I was like, well, I've got, I've got Ben's curling event coming up here in Chestermere. And he was like, well, that's not really a sporting event. That's more like a, that's more like a, <laughs> that's more like a get together. <laughs> that is, that is I was the like, best. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, we got a big hockey town here and obviously Calgary being a big uh, football town with the stamps and the flames. I think we're going to blow some people's minds here in Chestermere with uh, the cool atmosphere in there and oh, having wait. some beers and listening to some tunes and seeing how good these athletes are. I'm uh I'm super pumped to bring it to Chestermere, but uh, with with our veteran team. And when we were talking about veteran teams here earlier in the show, we were, oh, ta- yeah. we were talking about my Lakers. The I do Lake love show. the Lakers because I love LeBron. LeBron is our boss, by the way. Uh, we're brought to you by Uninterrupted. He owns Uninterrupted. Drizzy. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron knows us, but we work for LeBron. So I'm, I am a Laker uh, faithful here. They're not looking super clean out of the gates with the veterans. It's funny when we talk about the veterans because they've been there, done that. It doesn't matter what team. Like you talked about earlier yeah. in the year, your team being young. LeBron was joking about his team being old. Every team, it doesn't matter, rookies, veterans, you still got to gel and find out what works for you. They're, they're working through it, but they had a little brawl on the bench last week. I think it's good, though. I like it, man. When I saw it, you know what that means to me? They care. They care. <laughs> they care about it. Absolutely. You know what I don't want? Veterans like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Don't no, worry. No. We all got 120 mil in the bank. Yeah. We're good to go. I yeah. want to see they care. Hey, they need time, right? You got to find out how to gel. Here's the thing. If, if LeBron tells a young guy, hey, you're going to do this, this is what you're going to do every time. This is how you're going to help our team win. Got it. I'm doing it, LeBron. You tell that to Russell. You tell that to Carmelo. It might take a little bit more time to convince them, right? You got to show them the evidence of it. So as soon as they do find that, as soon as they do start to gel, I mean, dude, the Lakers are going to take off. LeBron is Tom he's, Brady, right? He's he so is, good still, He's man. mentally that strong guy that can say, like, this is what our team needs to win a championship. He knows. He goes to more championships than anybody. The same as Tom. He knows what his team needs. He brought in A.B. He brought back Gronk. Right, I think uh, I think LeBron is that same GM type player at the same time, and uh, once they start gelling, man, they will be scary. As soon as Russell Westbrook finds his way and his exact role in that team, they're going to be a scary team. But uh, it was interesting to see him fight, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, that's good. They care. I think this team's going to turn it around. So right. another team that's been going through a little bit of well, I guess heat over the last few years. I haven't really been following because I'm still sour about my you Jays, but have. but the World Series is rolling. <laughs> And uh, your Houston Astros are feeling it. no garbage cans either. They're feeling no legit. garbage cans, no vibrating the shoulder to tell them what pitch is coming. <laughs> um, hey, man, let, let's be honest. I mean, it was it was a tough time to be an Astros fan because you're super pumped about what happened, right? You're you're there. You're in the championship. You win it. You buy a bunch of memorabilia, and then all of a sudden you find out they cheated, and it's tough, man. Because uh, I think it it might be even that way for some of the Patriots fans, right? Like was you it find illegal? out we it say is. they cheated. Okay, like, here here's the thing: sign stealing. Same as the Patriots thing. That's not really. That's not. not really. That's not cheating. Now translating that and then giving the information to the batter at the moment that is happening. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's the cheating. highest form of cheating. What's the line they always say in sports? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh man, I yeah, know, that's a little. I know. Side. Yeah, I think the I think the Patriots would agree with you. But yeah. uh, Dusty Baker's got the boys right. The Astros are back. They are playing 
The Atlanta Braves, a homegrown product, Mike Soroka, right here out of Calgary, That's is right. a pitcher for the Braves. He won't be playing. Uh, he did uh, uh, suffer a setback here with an injury this year, but uh, Mike Soroka, from all, everybody in Canada and Calgary, man, congratulations on making the World Series, brother. So your Astros, though, they take a lot of heat, and now they're back. You think they got a little chip on their shoulder to prove that they can win without the the nonsense? Like Absolutely. I think that's that helps drive athletes, not just their team, but no different than what happened with Tom Brady when he you know, deflate gate. Remember, he got suspended for four games, comes back the next year, wins it, and then Goodell had to give him the uh, the MVP trophy. And oh, it's yeah. just like that kind of stuff. I just feel like these athletes that are pro athletes, they don't need that extra motivation. There's a reason they're already in professional sports competitive psychopaths mm -hmm. that's how you get there you work your bag off and now they got the chip on the shoulder because someone <laughs> pissed them off oh boy <laughs> trouble a brewing yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean I'm, I'm excited man i think uh i think everything right now nfl mlb i mean nba right now everything is trending upwards the one thing that's not maybe is the kansas city chiefs that scares Ooh, me but i can't at the believe same time, that at the same time well i mean you know you, you pay you you pay uh i think i think he's got to learn a little bit from tom brady Right, you pay Mahomes what he paid. He, he, I think, after he signed that contract, he probably walked in the locker room, and there was about four or five teams of players walking out of the building. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, where are you guys going?" You know, like, "Well, you just signed a contract that got us cut because they can't afford us anymore." So the defense is struggling. You know, what I mean, the Chiefs. Uh, here's the thing: they've lost a lot of people money. We'll talk about that in Donation Station uh, on the over/unders. Probably, um, but, I had uh, the line of the year when I told you they looked like a team that spent a lot of money on their offense. Yeah, that's what they look like. Their defense looks like uh, the replacements with Kenny Reeves there. <laughs> Right, they're not really, not really feeling it yet. But oh man, it's just hard to ever discount a team that has Patrick Mahomes because he's so nasty. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to uh, they're run away with it or be the favorite in the AFC yes. like they were the last couple of years. All right. Well, speaking of resiliency, we do have somebody here that uh, has had one of the most resilient careers. He's been at the top, he's been at the bottom, but uh, lately he has been absolutely on fire. Why don't you uh, bring in Lee Westwood for us? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this man needs no introduction, but in case you've been under a rock for the last 20 years, he has over 35 professional wins on the tour. He's won in four different decades, four-time European Golfer of the Year, and a staple on the European Ryder Cup team, the man they call Westy, Lee Westwood. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show. Thanks for having me. So before we get into the golf and what we want to really dive into you with, I saw you this morning on the Peloton, no shirt. Looking a little bit cut like a diamond, putting some miles on, shredding it up. <laughs> Just it, dripping. Me, me and Bo both <laughs> have Peloton. We both have Pelotons as well. We compete. I usually actually, I kick his ass pretty good. Oh, what, yeah. what kind of output are you doing on that? And who's your favorite instructor? Uh, who's my favorite instructor? Um, I do a little bit with Alex. I do a little bit with uh, Ben Aldis. Uh, but the girls are far better to look at when you're putting yourself through something like that, aren't they? Hundred percent. Kendall, let's, let's let's be honest. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall yeah. Tool is my go-to. She's Al, hard. Ali hard Love for me. Ali Love gives me motivation. Ali is the same. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a Knicks fan, and she's always at the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, yeah, I kind of stayed. That's, that's away true. From there. The, the wife's <laughs> trying to get me to uh, go with Cody Grigsby. She said he's hilarious the whole time. And I was like, I think I'll stick it's with Ali. He's a good dancer, apparently. It depends what <laughs> tunes you like. I did the old Coldplay ride the other day. I did the Coldplay ride, and I did the Post Malone ride. They were awesome. Yeah. If you're just going yeah. for the tunes, they're real yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, man. All yeah. right. Hey, I, uh, tend to go for, I tend to go for the uh, 80s rides, stuff like that I could remember from being a kid. <laughs> that was before I was <laughs> before, born, Lee. Not, to, not to age you or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, so uh, you've got an awesome caddy situation going on. Uh, your wife, Helen, has been on the bag here since 2017. Your son's been on the bag a little bit. 
Um, it's awesome. It's an awesome situation for me to watch because when, when I play with my wife, she's a golfer as well. She keeps me in that right headspace. And I love the quote you had from yeah. one of your interviews that said, uh, basically, at this stage of my career, there's not a lot of caddy can tell me. So I just like somebody can keep it positive, keep it light, keep it fun. Uh, I know if Ben uh, had his wife in the caddy, it wouldn't even last 18 holes. <laughs> so uh, what is that situation like, man? How, how is it out there with your wife on the, well, on the it's bank? Exactly, it's exactly like you described it. It's, uh, she, she's great for me mentally. She gets me in the right place. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I've had so many good caddies. They've taught me a lot. You know, I, it's not, I haven't just been listening to them over the years. You know, I've, I've seen what they do. And, uh, um, you know, I'm one of the best caddies out there, Billy Foster. And, you know, he was great at talking me through it, you know, gauging the wind and, you know, obviously getting the right yardage, where to miss it. So he was always good from a game plan. But, um, you know, I felt like I got to the stage where, you know, I needed something different. And, and you know, that was getting Helen to do it, you know. She sits on a, in on a lot of the psychologist stuff I do, uh, and she can just keep jogging my memory while I'm out there. So, uh, you know, I'm at an age where I forget stuff now, so it's good to, uh, to remind me. <laughs> my, when I come home from a round of golf, I always tell my wife about all the good and bad shots I have, and she usually checks out on me. You don't have to do that because she's there for all your shots. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and to be honest, the last thing she wants to talk about at night is the round we've just played. You know, she's just have to get out of there and, uh, and you know, have dinner. We talk about food and, you know, what the kids are doing and all sorts of different things, which is a great distraction when you, you know, you've got a, you've got five hours of golf and you're only hitting a shot every now and again, can't be thinking about golf all the time. So, you know, we just discuss, you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to change the house next and things like that. <laughs> Does she ever hit you with like the random, like, Hey, don't, for, don't forget to remind me on the way home to grab, uh, you know, cheese from the grocery store. Like, is yeah, it, is no, it, <laughs> Yeah, milk or bread normally. What about uh, what is what I see? Sometimes your your Sam your your son Sam's on the bag. Is that correct? Yeah, he, yeah, he carries from the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, and who who gets to go to the majors and the Ryder Cup? Like, how does that dynamic work at home? Who who gets their raise their hand first or short straw for the big events like that? Well, Helen normally gets uh, first first dibs on it, but uh, you know we just sit down and discuss it like uh, any other family would with with issues that's that's kind of circulating in the room and. Uh, they decide between the two of them. Helen normally does the major championships, although, you know, when she sees somewhere that's really hilly, so like Caves Valley that we played a few few months ago in the BMW and the FedEx series, she was straight off the bat. She's like, I'm having a week off. Sam can do that one. <laughs> uh, that's good. I love it. She, I, I she's, do... definitely, she's definitely learning to pick and choose. <laughs> I have I have a question for you. So uh, 2017, you put on the bag. I, I let's, let's imagine that the first couple of tournaments, instead of it going well, goes poorly. What is the conversation like to let her know that she's off the bag? Tired. <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've never had to think about that, fortunately. So, uh, no, we're, we're grown-ups. We'd, uh, we'd discuss that, and then she'd probably hit me. <laughs> I, had a, I had a quick look at your career earnings over the year, and, and, I, and I had a quick uh, thought that you certainly didn't bring in your, your wife or your son to, to save on the 10%. Are they getting a, are they getting a 10% no. cut, or uh, how do you do that with the family? They're probably, she's taking more than 10%, eh? Well, yeah, 50%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, good. It's a, and, it's, and it's a continual discussion with my son. So, you know, I end up, I end up throwing the, the curveball at him where, well, you can start, if I pay you a percentage, you can start paying for your university fees. And, you know, when you when your car needs a service, things like that, uh, and he, he's soon he's soon quiet. There you go. Solid, solid dad power move. I like that move. Uh, we got to dive into the Ryder Cup here. You've been a staple on the Europe team forever. You've had unbelievable success there. You've been in eleven Ryder Cups. You've won seven of them. We actually did a, a Ryder Cup segment a few weeks ago on the show here. I took Europe to win because 
Every single year here in, in North America, you know, the, the Americans are kind of put on the pedestal. They have all the high-ranked golfers. They have the flashy stars. But Europe always seems to win. I say, you know, those guys seem like they come, come together a little bit more as a team. USA, a little more individuals. So I rode with Europe. You guys lost. But what's that dynamic like? We, we know what it's like from the outside watching, but inside the ropes playing, do you guys feel that from a Team Europe standpoint versus the American standpoint? Or how have you guys been to be able to be so successful uh, being underdogs considered uh, to the general public? Yeah, I mean, very much so. We're a team. Um, you know, we all get on really well. We don't really have to try try and bond the week of a, a Ryder Cup. It's ju- it just happens naturally. We're, not, we're all mates. But the Ryder Cup's becoming, you know, a bit predictable, really. You know, it's whoever is, you know, seems to be winning. That seems to be the way it's gone just recently. Um, you know, the home side can can get the golf course in in the shape that suits their team. Um, obviously, it makes a massive difference playing in front of fans, and, and even more so this year with, with COVID and the fact that None of our fans were allowed in the States. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the last Ryder Cup this year, um, you know, that they just played better than us. They had a, a really strong team and uh, um, as a whole, just played better. Not a lot better when you look at the state of the matches. There were no real sort of landslide wins. You know, they were winning games two and one, down the last and three and one. Um, you know, there were no kind of five and four, six and fives. But, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot in it. But you know what? Elite sports, like at the highest level, it's fine margins, isn't it? And uh, and they were just a little bit better. What about uh, you've played in eleven of them now? Can you pick one to be your most memorable Ryder Cup? Uh, I think it'd have to be Chicago in uh, in twenty twelve, coming back on that final day. I think uh, you know if you had your ideal day in Ryder Cup out on the golf course, that that would be it. You know, just the the whole way everything went. I mean, I I watched the highlights back now of that Sunday and I still can't believe that we went, you know, I'll sit there and say, surely we can't win this. And I know the result. Yeah, that's crazy. That was at Medina. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching that. That was a crazy comeback. It had to be a little different that without Tiger Woods out there. Uh, I'm sure you got to see him out there on the side a little bit, but I, I have this question about Tiger because to us, you know, for basketball, he's like the Michael Jordan for us Americans. I mean, Canadians here too. Um, I'm American, by the way, Lee. Just uh, if you, you can't know. tell by that accent, he's yeah. that's all right. Bit bit American. That's here. all right. Uh, <laughs> won't hold it against me. When when no. you were growing up, who was that idol? Uh, when you were looking up to, like y'all y'all didn't obviously idolize Tiger the way that we did. I mean, you know, you guys are the same age. So who was that guy for you when you were growing up? So uh, there were there were a lot of good Europeans around when I was starting playing the game. You know, Nick Faldo, Seve Ballesteros, Bernard Langer, Ian Woods, and people like that. But my idol. Um, was Greg Norman, you know, yeah. I, I, I grew up, you know, loving the way he played the game, the aggressive nature of it and the long blonde hair and, you know, just the way he went for everything. Um, you know, he was world number one and he was the guy to emulate. Hard uh, not, hard not to want to be like Greg Norman, just a handsome devil mm, too. Just cut. He's, yeah. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah. So speaking. Still is. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Tiger Phil, they're having these made for TV matches, you know, little you know, money grab, whatever you want to call it, having fun. Is it good for the sport? My thing that I really love when I'm watching this is having them mic'd up the whole time. And there's always times I see you out there with your wife and like, man, I'd love to have a mic'd up conversation going to hear what they're talking about when they're walking down down the uh, the grass. But it gets me thinking, you know, for the young people out there to grow this sport, I would love to have more golfers mic'd up to have these kind of events out there more. So I have two questions for you. Do you have an idea for an event like that that you would love to be a part of? And if there was anybody on tour that you would love to hear mic'd up or the fans should hear mic'd up, who would it be? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, those kind of things are are very good for the game now and again. You know, I think, you know, golf 
gets in this kind of rut where every week it's four rounds of golf and it can be it can become a little boring at times. So I think, you know, having I, I thought it was great when uh, Bryson joined in with the long driving guys and had a crack at that. I thought that brought a lot of attention to it the was game. It aw- was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I I turned on when Phil played Tiger a couple of years ago at uh, in, in Vegas, and I'll probably watch a little bit of it when Brooks plays Bryson. Um, you know, because I'm a fan of golf, and I think the trouble with golf is it takes a long time. So, you know, any short format of the game has got to be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got to encourage kids a little bit more. Um, I've no plans to play in it. I mean, if somebody wants to get me over there and I play for $10 million, I'll, I'll happily <laughs> swim there. I love it. And then uh, if you could have somebody mic'd up or the, who, who the fans should have to hear uh, mic'd up, who would it be? Who would it be? Because Ian Poulter, he's one of those guys that's he's big on social media, right? I I love his his yeah. I love his post uh, round kind yeah. of uh, videos there. Yeah, pa- uh, Pat Perez is good fun as well. I like chatting to Pat. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he'd be fun. No, he wouldn't be afraid of you know saying some strange things. Uh, but Poults would be fun as well. Yeah, I'm actually playing with Poults in the in the uh, the sharp shootout in, in uh, December oh, uh, down in Florida. So uh, yeah. We played it. I played in it once, once before, and I played with him, and I'm playing in it again. You know, with him again. So we get on well, and I, you know, I just have fun out there with him. I think at that time of year, you know, a tournament where you can go out with a mate and have some fun and uh, talk rubbish to each other. I is, like uh, it. Is the ide- ideal way to finish a finish a year off. I like it, Lee. We had uh, we had Corey Connors on about a month ago, just after the Olympic Games. He was talking about mm. the Olympics and different formats, and just saying how he doesn't think the Olympics should be a four round tournament like every other tournament you guys play. What are your thoughts on the yeah. Olympics? Are they going to be uh, are they going to be game breaking stuff in golf? Is it ever going to turn into the the fifth major and something that everybody wants to go to? And what do you think they should do with that format? I think the Olympics had the perfect opportunity to do something different, Big you know. Time. And and I was a little disappointed that they picked a four round stroke play event. That was the kind of the easy way out. Um, you know, they could have somehow made it a team event and somehow brought the the men and the women together and have a mix one way alongside at the same time. There's there's so many opportunities, and I think. Uh, you know, you've got, we've got to try and change it up a little bit and encourage kids to, to start and keep playing the game. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that is a great opportunity. Well, speaking of being quick, uh, we love to end these interviews with a bit of a, a rapid-fire question. So if you don't mind, uh, you can make uh, them as quick or as long as you want. But uh, we'll hit you with a couple questions here to uh, top this thing off. Okay. So my first okay. one is, is there any course in the world you haven't played that you want to get to play before you're done? Cyprus. Cypress Point. Yes. Straight up by uh, Pebble. I have actually seen Cypress. Yeah. I played Pebble. You can see it out in the distance, and uh, they certainly yeah. weren't letting a curler in there. But uh, it looked <laughs> it looked really nice. Yeah. I've I've seen it. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a golf fan as well. You know, I even though I wasn't playing it, I drove down there and had a look. I yeah. love it. All right. Um. So you've played and won on is it five different continents? Is that true? Is that right? Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. by the way. Uh, but I would like to ask, if for the boys' trips, we go on a lot of these. Ben and I, we jump on the plane and take some boys out to a trip. What is the best country for golf for a boys' trip? Uh, boys' trip. Um, i tell you where I played just recently. You wouldn't have to go far. I played in the uh, – I went to the Hamptons for a week between tournaments. I played some incredible golf courses there. Friars Head, Sabonic. Um, places like that just that's an unbelievable area but if you're wanting to go a little bit further afield I think you know somewhere like Portugal or if you're coming to Europe or Spain uh, you know Australia I've always enjoyed See, I can go down to Melbourne play the Sandbelt golf course yeah I've heard that about Australia going down the coast that there's like 27 courses that are just like I think they're like top 100 out there and they're just amazing yeah Yeah. 
I'm not sure they let curlers in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. They probably don't there. They definitely don't. <laughs> so, England, you get to watch England in the FIFA World Cup or you get to watch England in the Rugby World Cup final. What are you picking? Oh, football, I think. Yeah, football. That's just a, it's the it's the national sport. So, all right, yeah, I'd okay. Love to see England, England win that. Yeah. Well, speaking, of, I love my rugby as well. Yeah. Speaking of football, I heard you're uh, you're a, a a Ted Lasso enthusiast. So I've got two mm-hmm. questions. Uh, is he correct that T is basically dog water? And um, who's your favorite character? Oh. <laughs> no, no, T's 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 the go-to drink. I'm about to have a cup of tea after. After I've oh. been on here with you guys, <laughs> uh, who's who's my uh, yeah? Who's your favorite character uh, on there? What's his name? The, um, Roy Brett Goldstein. Who's him? Roy Kent. Roy, Roy Kent. Kent. Yes. yes. Yeah. Just the way the way he gr- grunts at people and uh, swears. It's just he's a beautiful yeah. character. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Bo were talking about one rule we could change in golf, and I always said, you know, it's frustrating for me. You, you watch the pros hit it right down the middle, and it lands in a divot, and you guys got to hit it out of a divot. I always find that's a crazy rule. If there's one rule you can change in the game of golf, what do you, what do you make? What do you change? Uh, I think we use too many clubs. I think we should use less clubs. Um, you know, maybe, maybe start off by making it 12 and, you know, bring a bit more of the skill back into it. Ooh, oh, that's a great answer. I like that. I do like that. Because I am one of the guys, I'm, I'm a 10 handicap, Lee, so I, I am one of the guys that uh, I do tend to show up with maybe 16 or 17 every now and then because <laughs> one day, you know, this 60 degrees working, the other day, this 60 degrees working. Uh, so sometimes, yeah, that de- definitely is. Different. I love it. Um, okay, so uh, we're out there, fun game. Maybe we're, we're throwing a little bit of cash on a couple shots. Um, the wind's blowing hard, and uh, and we put a, a couple bucks on it. Uh, you have to hit the fairway. Um, what's your go-to shot in a pinch? What club are you using? A driver, low bullet fade down the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. The old low bullet fade. Hey, I love that. Yeah, mine's a hurricane <laughs> slice when I try that. I love it. That's, that's a good, it's a good one to have the low bullet fade stocked in the bag. Yeah, okay. I made a fortune in that one. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you have made a fortune. That's good. So, and last one for you. Curling or football? American football. If you have to watch one of them, what are you watching? Well, I'm a big NFL fan. Oh, God. You are. It. Ooh. But, but I tell you what, I went to Switzerland skiing and um, my friend up there took me curling. And me and my wife really got it. She was really good. We really and it's a lot lot harder to you know do the action sliding down the ice you know than uh, and I thought it was going to be um and I I really enjoyed it it, it felt like you know when we go in the pub here and play darts I yep. thought I could really get into curling have a few drinks yeah and face right. down yeah that's good well, that's a good that's a good answer you like some both I'm taking Bo out on the ice next week for the first time I'm taking him curling that's right so that's, I bet he ends up on his face. I'm going to video oh, it. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> uh, I do have one more question for you. So we, we have had Corey Connors on. We've had Max Homo on. A lot of good young golfers here. Um, yeah. As you've been playing your rounds, and this was just kind of impromptu, as you've been playing, who's a, a young golfer you kind of watch, hit a shot, and maybe you look at Hell in the Caddy and, and, and tell her, like, man, that kid's going to be good? Well, I mean, he's just gone to number two in the world rankings, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Um, I played with him uh, the week before he won the Open Championship this year at St. George's uh, in the Scottish Open. Um, I, I think he finished last to the people that made the cut, but he had a couple of shots that were just incredible. One shot in particular out of a bunker on a par five from about 260 with a five wood oh onto the edge of the green. I mean, I'd have been playing an eight iron out and he <laughs> fizzed it down there on the green. Um, yeah, that he's, the kid's got a lot of talent. 
That is awesome. He does look like he's poised for great things. Well, Lee, what's what's next for you? When's your next event? When are you off the Peloton and uh, done sculpting that body? When are you back on the links? Uh, another two weeks off, and then I'm playing in Houston and then in Sea Island. Hey, my hometown. There you go. Okay, well, we wish you, uh, you we wish you nothing but the best in uh, the upcoming season. I know uh, I know you've been on a bit of a heater here and playing some good golf. We wish you, uh, hope you keep it going. We really appreciate you taking the time and come chat with us. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. Go for a cup of tea. Go for a cup of tea. Garbage water. Dog water. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Cheers. Lee Westwood, what a beauty. That guy was unbelievable. I could have talked to him all day. That's one of my uh, one of my dad's favorite golfers. He was pretty stoked when I told him we were getting him on the show. So uh, that was amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan now. Uh, another guy I'm a fan of is obviously Colin Morikawa, which he obviously likes a lot too. So I'll be taking him and some more bets. Speaking of bets, uh, we are brought to you by DraftKings. The NFL season is rolling along nicely. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting all new customers in the middle of all the action. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code Benny and Bo. Don't forget to use that promo code. Uh, with your first deposit of only $5, you get a free shot at millions in total prizes. You got to do it. That's definitely worth it. Uh, it's easy to play. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and start winning millions in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Don't miss out on your free shot at millions in total prizes. Some restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So. Yeti. We're going in. Donation station. All right. The NFL has been crazy. Okay. Absolutely oh, insane. Man, you don't been... even know if there's a sure bet out there right now. But one thing that was crazy, I hit this little upcoming or incoming bet. You can see what other people are betting on. Yeah, I know. This. I bet. Yeah, you've seen that. Oh, yeah. So I bet I bet $10 on this guy that, that parlayed fi a 15-leg soccer. So we, we had Lee on there. He's, he's a big soccer fan. So, you know, I, I pumped a little soccer bet there. 14 of them won. And one tied, and no it would way. have paid out thirty k. You know you're turning into a real uh, <laughs> professional when you start going off other people's bets on sports that you have no idea yeah. about. By professional, you mean degenerate. <laughs> that, that, that that is perfect. I do love that. So, so what do you what, what do you want to do? I've had like I remember texting Bo like after last weekend, being like, "Buddy, I am killing it. Got all my picks. I'm winning some good dough. My picks on Donation Station have been hitting. I'm like, I'm turning into a real John Anthony here. Like I know what's going on." <laughs> And then yesterday happens, and uh, who, who did I have? I had Baltimore. They got steamrolled by Cincinnati. See, I had Cincy. Come on. I you did. don't take Cincy in I, Baltimore? I had Cincy. I had Tennessee. The lunatic. You know who I did not lunatic have? Bet. The New York Giants. Sir, no, I had no. I had my boy Sam Darnold, who was running around like Mike Vick out there, looking like a true stallion. Yep. And then he melted down. Who else did I have? I had Jimmy G in the Niners, too. Yeah? Come on. Man, I mean, those rain games, those Expensive. weather games are so hard to predict. Expensive weekend, but we're back here coming up. We're heading into week seven. We're going, I got a lock, I got an upset, and I got a little three-game juicy parlay for everybody to hit. I did a little little diving in today to a little research. I know you love the research, so I, I went after it. The lock of the week is actually a little bit unbelievable when I saw the spread today. Tennessee Titans are absolutely steamrolling right now. Derrick Henry is a man on a mission. They look like their defense is coming around. They just beat Buffalo and Kansas City, who I would have picked as probably one and two in the AFC to be favored. They killed them both, not even really close. And now this week they're playing the Indianapolis Colts, who, like, they're the Indianapolis Colts. They look okay. Yeah. But Tennessee's only favored by one point. Derrick Henry's going to rush for 200 yards. They pay even money to cover one point. So take the Tennessee Titans as your lock of the week to beat the Indianapolis Colts. I do love that. Um, Speaking of Derrick Henry, you know, 
the last three games, he's had three touchdowns apiece. Um, he did not on Sunday. And uh, I had him in almost every one of my, you know, I like to do For a lot of the, the anytime score? touchdown, yeah. four leg parlays there. Uh, yeah, he he really roasted me the on a AJ lot of those. AJ Brown went crazy. Oh, yeah. I have Tannehill Jamar in my fantasy. Chase. I have Tan- Tannehill in my fantasy, so I was happy to see him. He snuck one in for me, too, there. Tannehill is your starting fantasy quarterback. Well, he hasn't been average, but that's I got a pretty a, rough team. I got no, I got an unbelievable team. That's why my quarterback isn't stallion mode. Okay. But it's okay. We're we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, so, so that's your lock. That's I, my lock. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Um, this team just got absolutely trounced by the New England Patriots. Um, I thought it would be closer, honestly, but you know it it wasn't. It was another rookie quarterback going up against Bill Belichick. Uh, and this team, like I said, I did take them against Baltimore, so I am gonna take this. I also teased the spread up. So the spread is only 10 and a half points over the New York Jets. I, I actually teased it up to 13 and a half to boost the odds a little bit. So to a true D-Gen bet here. Who is it? Uh, so I'm going Cincinnati minus 13 and a half over the New York Jets. I believe who a team that is playing awesome. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase look like they're back at LSU. No doubt. They look like they are having fun. Not no only that, doubt. man, they've got, they've got T Higgins, another guy there that's, that's balling out. Um, I, I love watching them. Their, their defense is very underrated, and uh, there's a chance that the New York Jets don't have their starting quarterback. So uh, their their backup is also a rookie who took his first snaps last week and hasn't looked awesome. So uh, if you need a lock, go with Cincy for sure. I got uh, I don't mind that bet. I mean, uh, Cincy, I have a hard time arguing with Cincy after they just beat who I thought was the best team in the AFC after watching uh, Baltimore the other week. So I, uh, I'm, I'm down with it. I got an upset of the week here that I don't actually think is an upset. I don't know if the odds are wrong yet, but uh, Baker Mayfield's hurt and yep. he's out. Yeah. Broken bone in his shoulder. Yeah. So he, he's out for a bit. And oh, gosh. you know, I'm a homer, but I got to stick with it. Here's why Steelers have won a couple in a row. They're feeling it. Got to <laughs> okay. stick with our boy. Uh, Chase Claypool came on to support the Benny and Bo show. That's right. The Steelers pay plus 160 to beat Cleveland with their backup quarterback. Who's the backup? Colt, Ch- or, uh, Colt McCoy? No, it's not. No, Chase Keenum. Sorry. Chase Keenum. Yeah. Chase Keenum? Case, <laughs> Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah, we don't even know his name. You can't take a team with the guy you don't know his name. <laughs> he played at U of my H, point, and I played against him in college. Like. My point exactly. I don't know his name. You don't know his name. No, I know his name. I'm riding the curtain. Plus 160 upset of the week. Let's oh, go, baby. Man. I don't I don't hate that at all. I, I can't <laughs> believe those are the odds. Uh, my upset of the week. Um, here's the thing. Detroit is not going to go defeated this season. I looked at this. Arizona is not going undefeated. I'm going to take Green Bay over Arizona. Arizona is favored. Uh, Green Bay is playing hot. Yeah, I, I lost almost every one of my bets. Uh, not the, All the touchdown parlay bets were all off Derrick Henry. All my team bets I lost because I took the Washington football team plus 12 and a half points and lost by 14. Um, because Green Bay is hot right now. Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. Devontae Adams is back. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon coming out of the backfield are looking good. Uh, Randall I, I don't, Cobb. And you know who didn't look that good against the Texans to start off? I know they ended up getting hot there at the end, but I expected them to blow out Houston and quickly. Um, I, I think Kyler's getting hit a lot. Well, he's running. He's running, but he's getting hit in the backfield a lot. He doesn't have the time that he would normally have. And with those weapons, I expect him to be a little bit better. But uh, when I start to look at the schedule, I think Arizona is not going undefeated. And if there's a team that's going to take him down, I think it's going to be right now uh, before they they get a little bit, uh, you know, going too much with the undefeated talk. Love the bet. I'll ride with you. I'm not going to bet with a guy whose jersey we haven't set, okay? Yeah. Don't mess idea. with my Steelers. Don't mess with A-Rod <laughs> over there. I love it. Now, I got a little moneymaker for you. Those two are, uh, you know, I, I got the lock for Tennessee, the upset of the Steelers, but I got a three-game little juicy parlay. The Chargers are coming off a bye. 
and they got waxed the week before by the Baltimore Ravens. They were looking really, really good. Like we talked about earlier in the show, maybe a wake-up call taking a loss. They're playing the New England Patriots, who are coming off a win. Maybe they think they're good. They're still running a rookie quarterback. I'm taking Herb Skies. Justin Herbert, I wish he lost that R in his last name to make it Hebert, but it's Herbert. I'm taking the Chargers over the Patriots in my first game. I'm taking Dallas over Minnesota. You know why? The Vikings are going to vike. They're going to do what they do. And I think Dak and the boys are looking like true uh, Super Bowl contenders. CeeDee Lamb's looking oh, that. They are. Super Bowl contenders? Super Bowl contenders. Dallas looks oh. unreal. Zeke looks great. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, they're looking clean. They're still the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. They're, so out, they're out in the first round. So I'm, I'm running with the Cowboys. And in the third game, this actually was an upset, which is crazy because I actually watched Denver on Thursday night. Who did Denver lose to on Thursday night? I took them to win. Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. And and your boy. your boy, Case. Chase. <laughs> Chase Keenum. <laughs> so so I'm, uh, I'm never betting with Denver ever again, but I will be taking the Washington football team uh, to beat Denver on that parlay. So I'm taking the Chargers, Dallas, and Washington, and that pays juicy, plus 500. So 100 bucks pays you $500 for the Chargers, Cowboys, Washington. Make that bet. I'm making that bet. Text me when you win. You're welcome. <laughs> God. Let's go. Uh, I do. I do hate that I have to do this, but I got to give a shout out to my brother Pat um, because after week three, when the Browns, or sorry, not the Browns, the the Broncos, um, the Panthers, and who was the other undefeated team there? I don't know. They haven't won a game since, though. Not one of them. <laughs> and he said it. Oh, the Raiders. Oh, there you the go. Raiders, no, are, Raiders one. are one. The Raiders are one. But uh, but since then, I said I was like, oh man, like these teams, like you know, they look good. They're undefeated. I think they're gonna kind of keep it going. And uh, he was like, dude, give it three weeks. They're all they'll, they will all be three and three. So I've got to give him a little bit of a shout out there. Um, well, all right, my last bet of the night, I have I have to go with the uh, the hometown boys. All right, I love Mike Soroka. I love you're playing for the Braves, brother. Um, but I'm going Houston Astros in seven. It's plus four twenty five in the odds. The bats are just too hot. At one point, no matter what is happening in the game, they're throwing up seven in any inning, and you have to be ready for it. It's going to happen, but the Astros are going to take that chip off their shoulder. They're going to prove everybody out there wrong. Uh, No trash cans needed. No vibration on the shoulder needed. We're going out there to get the win. We're taking the series back, and the Astros are going back on top. I'm not arguing. I haven't even watching ball, but uh, I like the Astros too. We, we we dialed into a game last week in uh, Toronto. The boys on my team are pretty big ball fans, so we watched it, and they're they're mashing the ball. So I'm on the Astros too. I would say, but I don't like to bet with Bo normally. I like to bet against them, stay competitive, but I do love that bet. So you know, one bet I know you wouldn't bet against me on is uh, the guy who's fourth in in odds to win the MVP, Tom Brady. Fourth Every, only. Yeah, everybody thinks it's going to be Kyler Murray. Who's I think I think he's getting to uh, Kyler. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple guys, but yeah, Tom looks good, man. He's just sitting fourth quarter, too. just resting, keeping that old frame healthy. What a beauty! All right, well, that's it for our donation station segment. Uh, If you hit our bets and you bet with them, tag us on Instagram. We'd love to share in the wealth. We're gonna hit a little mailbag section here before we uh, end show twelve. And hey, we do have show thirteen, our last one coming up. So understand, make sure send us what you want because uh, I think our mailbag is gonna be a little bit bigger here on the last episode. Uh, coming next week, so send it in to us. Let us know what you want to what you want to ask, what you want to talk about, and we'll get you on the That's show. That's right. Our, our our last show is next week, so uh, send us some heat if you want some answers on uh, on obviously what lock bets are for me or the CFL or Curlin. We we got you covered. But this week we got Jeremy from Kitchener, Ontario, and he says, "Who's the first celebrity athlete you've ever had a picture taken with?" 
Ooh. Um, uh, you want me? I'll go first here. Sure. So uh, I was at SMU and Deion Sanders, big Dallas guy, came to talk to us. Oh, um, and and your God, you're gonna love this quote. Prime time. You're gonna love this quote. Oh. <laughs> I tell all the kids at camps all the time. So obviously the answer is Deion. I had a picture with the matcher, but I have to tell you this story. I'll be I'll be super quick. He basically brings this all up, talks to us, and he's like, hey, what's my name? Or it was like, Deion Sanders. He's like, no, what's my name? He asked a couple different times. Prime time. He's like, exactly. And I don't know none of y'all's names. Now, which one of y'all are going to change that? And I was like. <laughs> That's <laughs> I memorable. Was like, I love this guy. No doubt. Well, yeah, who doesn't love Deion so who, who is yours? Best. Mine is, uh, well, I'm from Saskatchewan, so not quite as big as Dallas and SMU. But I went to, obviously, a big Ryder fan growing up. You won't know who this guy is, but his name was Bobby Jerson. He was a defensive end for the Riders. I remember, I think he was number 71. He wore this, like, red and white bandana. Yeah. All the time. So we, they sold him all around Taylor Field all the time. I remember getting a picture of him. I still have it. I was, like, five, six years old. So Bobby Jerson was the first celebrity. Uh, he was a Saskatchewan local celebrity, so he was mine for sure. Okay, I love yeah. it. CFL, give you give your league a little bit of love I do. There. Uh, we got one from your area over there. We got Samantha from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Got some little mouthful right there. Samantha <laughs> from Saskatoon, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Say that four times fast. All right. Uh, can people actually read your autograph? Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, mine, uh, I mean, I pretty much spell out Ben, and then I have an H and then some squiggles, so... Uh, Maybe not the full Hebert, but if they see Ben in an H and they ask for my autograph, it's it's a guarantee they, they'll yeah. know who it is. Here's my answer. It's one of the best autographs in sports, ladies and gentlemen. I've been practicing since sixth grade because I knew it was going to happen one day. Oh, my God. That's confidence. <laughs> oh, I love it. So you can see the bow, and the only reason you really know who it is because he puts his number on there. I don't have a number, but uh, <laughs> that is good. So, oh, man. So this week, uh, you're off to Ottawa. Yep. Friday night for the game. Yep. I'm going to be kicking back, getting ready for my game, probably dial into that game against the, the Red Blacks. I'm going to be sipping on some 40 Creek, maybe some Foxheart, maybe some Double Barrel. I'm not really sure. I love them all. Check well, these guys out. Be. Check these guys out at 40 Creek. They're unbelievable. They win awards every single year. Friend of the show and friend of my liquor cabinet. I'm, I'm going to get one poured up when I'm at your tournament this weekend too. 40 Creek. Uh, check these guys out. They're amazing. So anyways, good luck. Uh, in your game coming up Friday, yep. and we'll see you back Sunday. We're going to throw some rocks and get you on the ice. That's right, man. Hey, next episode is the last one. Make sure you bring it in. Hit us up at BennyNBo at uninterrupted.com. Get in the mailbag yourself. And I also I want a big, big shout-out to Lee Westwood for coming on the show, Uninterrupted Canada, DraftKings 40 Creek. Check us out on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are out, episode 12. Thank you. You've been listening to The Benny and Bo Show, a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada.